0: Welcome to Code Splitters Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Miguel, and I'm Kevin. Right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Code Splitters Podcast. Um, it's been a while, uh, but we're back and here to talk about web again. Uh, I know last time we started out with a, with a heavy. Heavy and very good topic of pizzas, um, and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to do it again. No, I'm not going to talk all about pizza again. Of course, I just wanted to to say that that a friend of mine, after I don't I don't know if we had any any say in that, but he got a a, a pizza oven and a Father's Day gift as well. So he's been pestering me with questions like, "Yeah, what, what do you buy there? Do you need this? Do you need that?" And uh, then I've been making a lot of pizza since last time as well. So um, so yeah just closing that off (laughs) um yeah so um what have we been up to since last time um i know there's some news at at your house uh, michael we just briefly talked about that is that something you want to share or do you have any other cool things going on
1: yeah so uh, we just got a dog Uh, we just uh, got a puppy um so uh we have been waiting for a really long time. We have been in uh in line for the last uh, I think 2 years or so. So uh we are really happy to to finally uh, get it. Uh and we're really happy. Um it's uh, really cute and also a troublemaker. Uh but uh, that's <laughs> that's normal. Uh so uh, yeah, we're really happy uh to have him and uh yeah. It's just great. Nice.
0: Well, what uh, uh, what breed is it?
1: It's a labradoodle, uh, Australian labradoodle. Um, okay. So yeah.
0: Yeah, but I'm I'm not a dog person, so I'm like I, I can't just infer that by looking. So I was like I was a little curious. It's it looks really cute. Yeah, I agree.
1: Yes, it's like a it's it's like a Labrador, but but very uh, it, well. It doesn't. Uh, uh, what's that called? It doesn't uh, lose its uh, fur. Uh, oh, yeah! It doesn't, doesn't
0: shed its. Uh, yeah. Yes,
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's really nice. Uh, so it's really uh, so it needs to be be uh, go to the uh, dog trimmer <laughs> or what uh, what's it called? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's that's fine. Dog now. stylist. Um, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but it's like a Labrador, but with a different kind of uh, fur. Uh so yeah mm. it's uh it's a family uh, dog and uh yeah and it's uh it's really cute so
0: nice, nice. D- does it get as big as a normal labrador or, uh, yeah. or is it also just they, oh, okay they, okay
1: they actually come in different uh, sizes <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but horrible. uh th- th- this one is uh is pretty much the size of a normal uh, labrador um uh, so it's a uh, it's a normal medium sized dog, I would say. So
0: okay, cool.
1: Yeah, so that's pretty much what's what's, uh, what's been going on here around here. So yeah, that's <laughs> that's me.
2: Awesome,
0: and you you have no more dogs, Kevin, or not? Well, you have one dog. I, I said that yes. wrong. Like you you haven't gotten <laughs> any more dogs.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not the plan. One is enough for now. Um, he's uh, he's a Labrador, uh, so he does shed a lot of hair everywhere. Um, so our vacuum cleaner is
0: running pretty much every second or third day. It's just following him around. Sorry. Is it just following him around? That would be nice <laughs> 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 if he could do that. Maybe you could um, get a
1: robot that will follow him just.
2: Yeah, we have a we have a robot, but it doesn't follow him. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily because he's scared of it as well. Or not scared, but he, he runs away from it. Okay. Uh if it's coming where he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um but yeah, he's all he's turning five. Oh no, he has turned five. Last week actually. Um so he's a big dog, but still has still is a puppy in his head. So yeah. It's a grown up teen. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the same with most dogs? Like we have family that, that have um um I think that's laptops too. Or no, maybe that's golden retrievers. They look a little alike oh, I'm not I'm I'm gonna step on some dog people's feet here. But but anyways, but like they're like one of them was really old. But when whenever we came to visit and stuff like that, it still plays around like it's a puppy. Uh, it's quite fun. Yeah,
2: I think I think labradors especially and, and some other dog breeds they stay playful pretty much their whole life.
0: Uh, yeah and and good with so. kids too. Uh, yes. I yeah. I, um where I worked before uh my my boss then had a, a labrador as well. And it was the, it was the school dog. So when when his kids got to you know like I think it was first grade or whatever uh, you know like the the preschool bit um, they had the dog there as well and it would run around the school and just play with the children. Um, but he had to put it on a diet because it ate so many lunchboxes <laughs> because they were just like, if the kids were like, oh, I don't like this, then the dog was like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> so it got so, so fat. <laughs> it was a little funny. Uh, um, yeah. I cool. think
2: in general, they're pretty passive. So you can, and that's not necessarily a good thing for the dog, but it is when you have a family, like you can, touch their teeth and pull their tail and you know they they won't really yeah like they won't like snap or anything or or get aggressive um which is again it's not maybe not a good thing for the dog but it's really good when you have it have it in a house with kids and curious kids
0: this tail thing what's that um yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, i I
2: just multiple times and then the dog just (laughs) looks at our son like Can you just not? Please, but but yeah, they they don't get you know. Other dog breeds might get like snappy and aggressive if they if yeah if that happens. So that's why they're really good family dogs. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have I have cats, and it's not because I don't like dogs or anything like that. It's just like you know when my wife had them before we met met each other, so so they they were kind of in the package. Um, and they're, uh, what, what do you call it? They're um, a purebred uh, as well, called Berman. Um, so very, actually very compared to other cats, I guess. Uh, pretty good with children as well, like wants to cuddle and, and stuff like that as well. Um, and although they can get pretty, like, compared to, <laughs> to, to a quiet dog, they can like, also turn demon within a second or two. Um, happened last week, actually. Uh, just quickly sharing a story here. We have, um, what do you call it, the the um the uh you know blinders like the uh, what do you call it the uh uh the curtains. thing you pull yeah curtains like yeah 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 the, <laughs> the string you pull whatever yeah um it apparently got stuck in that um like i woke up like like at four in the morning i heard some some you know rummaging around and i was like maybe they're fighting because they do that from time to time and i was like oh wait and then he fell down the window so i was like Hmm. go over and he was just like wrangled up all in it it was like his lower body was it was tangled in pretty well um and he was so mad because he was panicking as well i you know of course right uh so i had to bring out my wife and she was she was there and she kind of took him up as well and she was like i think she regretted it afterwards because she didn't have much clothes on right and it's like this little killer machine with claws that was very 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 angry um um, and then I had to find some scissors and we cut the wire and, and he peed all over the place as well. Maybe because it was, I don't know, pressure, panic, whatever. Um, so I took a day or two before we were like, you know, you want to you wanna cuddle again? Because like, you had just seen him in demon mode and that's, yeah, it's a, a whole other world. But we got him, he's safe now, so that's cool. And he didn't take any damage. So there, there's that too. Mm. Um, but yeah, cats.
2: Yeah, dogs don't <laughs> tend to jump in curtains and stuff like that. They like to stay on the ground. Yeah,
0: true. So it's not like the Beethoven movie. I don't know. I, I haven't have seen, seen the Be- <laughs> oh, that, what? oh, my God. Oh, that's that's the classic. Like the very big, like, what is it called? Um, I don't know the uh, English word thing, St. Bernard, whatever dog breed, mm-hmm. like very, very big. And then it was a very classic one. It had been out in the rain. It got into the house and then it would, you know, uh, water everywhere. Stuff like that. And the dad in the movie hated it um Stuff like that. Oh, well, you have uh, oh, i guess you have oh, you something mean, to see
1: now. You, did you say Mozart? No. Oh, no. Beethoven. no. No. Beethoven. What did you Oh, Beethoven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I saw that. Yeah. The I, I, oh, other yeah. classic. <laughs> the I, other
2: uh, classical dog pianist. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, cool me listening. And then, yeah, yeah no, that's not <laughs>
2: I think
1: I, I heard wrong. So yeah, I, I know what you're, I know the phone. I know the film. Yeah. Sorry. Maybe we should move on.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Web. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk <laughs> about web things. Um. Yeah. So I, I brought a few topics and I know, know you guys did too. Um. I actually wanted to, if it's okay with you, start off with a thing that was sort of a continuation of what we talked about. I think it was last time, like we've talked about Safari and some of the new features that came along there, right? Um, And Apple had its uh, developer conference a couple of weeks ago as well, uh, where there were, of course, some new new stuff as well, uh, also for Safari. Um, And I'm not going to go too much into detail about it, but I just thought it was funny, like however much slack that we give uh, Safari for being, you know, a little behind on 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 some pretty essential things. There are also some things where it's pretty far ahead, or or at least up there with the others. Like I think from what I read here is it's the first browser to implement container queries, but not behind the flag, but where it's actually enabled by default. I think that's pretty cool. Um, like I think yeah. I, th- I actually think all of the browsers are moving pretty quickly on some of these new newer CSS uh, APIs and stuff like that. So it's just pretty cool to see that there as well, because that that has been like a you know talk of the town for for a while now uh, it's pretty cool for them to just bust out and say yeah, yeah we implemented it uh and then of course there's a lot of other things that people want that they are not touching yet but uh but let's leave it at that yeah uh,
1: i think it's really cool that they're shipping uh, container crews um, um i think I, i'm not sure if 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 it's uh like I also think there must be a reason why Chrome uh, still has it behind a flag uh, like maybe it's not entirely done yet uh, so maybe it's a bit dangerous to to ship it uh, uh, not behind a flag uh, so I, I don't know but but uh, maybe they have, they have something to like to prove or like because they need to catch up uh, but I when that is said I think they're doing a good job uh, actually catching up and really seeing a lot of uh, stuff. Um, I, I also noticed the other things that they're shipping in the uh, Safari 16 uh, beta. Um, also, the, the subgrid is something that they're, they're shipping as well, uh, which is not oh, yet yeah. in, in Chrome at all. Um, Firefox has had it since uh, 2019 as the only browser, so uh, that will be really nice to see. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah that's, that's correct. Right. I, I remember the whole, the whole grid thing, right? Safari, uh, not Safari, but Firefox has been first movers on that for a while. Yeah. So they were so far ahead. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I did not know yeah, about subgrid. At least on Safari the subgrid, well. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant. Right. At, at mm, least on yeah. the grid side of things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Right, yeah. So that kicked things off. I don't really have anything more to say on the Safari issues. Also, because we covered it pretty much, I guess, last time as well. So, uh, so any well, actually of you have any?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, actually, I, I have a, a few. Other I should have asked. To... <laughs> no, that's okay. Uh, I, well, w- while we're talking about Safari, I might as well just uh, because I also had a few notes on things I want to mention, uh, uh, other than uh, container queries. And it's not like we are going going to go through the entire list because because that's a that's a, that's a lot. Uh, but I think it's also pretty cool that that they're shipping these uh, container query units, uh, which is uh, they're actually the first to ship as well. Uh, Chrome will have it in one oh five, I think it is. Um, so that's pretty uh, pretty great. Um, and also, uh, they also f- uh, shipped a uh, fix uh, an accessibility uh, issue. Uh, they they fixed uh, in regards to display contents, uh, which was it was ah, working. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but it's it's actually fixed now, so it it's not uh, an accessibility issue anymore. Uh, so that's also pretty pretty great. Uh, display contents is is pretty uh, nice.
0: Uh, yeah, this, I started using it more now. Yeah. You know, especially with web components. Like, I, I made a tooltip component that uses it. Um, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. I, but yeah, I, I remember just, that uh, bug actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Can you maybe just uh, really quick uh, sum up what what's it what it is this doing or what it can be used for?
0: Yeah, for of course. If, yes, if Yeah. So. Yeah, that's it. That's a good point, actually. But yeah, display contents pretty much means that the the uh, the DOM node that you put it on um will not participate in like the the dom structure thingy like as you know if you had the uh, you know a flexbox right and you had children in there if you have a display contents in there as well it will not count that node as a child but it will count the children of that node as a child right It just sort of just skips it uh, in the in the tree um, which is pretty good for when you're making wrapper components. Um, I know it's been an issue for many people, I guess, somewhat with web components, but also sort of with Angular compared to React, et cetera, right? Because you always create a DOM element for the component. Um, and yeah, it's pretty pretty cool for, yeah, tooltips is one of them, right? You can put a tooltip around your what, button or whatever you want to put a tooltip on, of course. Uh, that's how I'm doing it. Um, and I think what the bug actually did, because it did work in Safari, but as you said, accessibility-wise, the bug was related to a few DOM nodes. I think if you had it inside tables and stuff like that, it didn't work with. Um, if you had display contents uh, alongside, I think it was uh, you know, TDs and, and THs and stuff like that, and maybe some other things. But that's the one I remember when I read up on it. But yeah, it was mm-hmm. pretty cool.
1: Uh, the last thing uh, I wanted to mention in regards to Safari releases uh <laughs> it's it's it will be exciting to see if this will be uh, like a, a a segment that we will keep having uh, like a, this this time in Safari releases. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, I, I saw that they they also released uh, like uh, animatable grids. So it means like you can have if you have a grid, uh, then you can actually add uh, animation to it, uh, and it will actually work when you then change the grid it will animate to uh, to and from uh those states uh as far as i remember it only works in or worked in uh firefox and chrome is working on it so and now it also works in safari so that's pretty nice um yeah so uh, that's all i had for the safari uh stuff
0: okay so we did get to cover it a little more but no that's that's some some good points in there actually uh, yeah, maybe a recurring segment. We'll we'll have to see. <laughs> they're updating a lot more, you know, a lot more frequent now than than what we've been used to. So there's that too. Yeah,
2: um,
0: yeah. Any, anything to add on that, Kevin? Before I say, let's not talk about Safari, and then you bring up a Safari thing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have anything on uh, on Safari anymore. <laughs> but yeah, it's it. It seems like they're they're trying to ship some of the the hot topics right now in css while well, still i think being behind on some obvious ones but um yeah you know mm-hmm. they're trying <laughs> yeah You're <sick> they're,
1: <laughs> they're trying really hard and they and also yeah, yeah. gen Simmons is also really good at reaching out on, on twitter and asking like what what do you guys need like wh- what do you web developers need uh, what are you most annoyed about uh, not having in Safari? So, I yeah. think they're they're doing a really good job and reaching out um, and, and listening. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they're it's really
0: cool. they're really present there, and and uh, and and that's in a in a good way. But but I, I would not want to fill those shoes just because like people on the internet are horrible. I mean, like because you you get very good constructive criticism and 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 good ideas and features and you know let's have that and that and then there's the other side of the coin where people just gonna you know hijack the threat and, and go nuts and i mean to filter that out it's it's a hard job i think it's uh, uh i much appreciated that it's being done uh, i agree and it's, it seems like they're really moving on on a lot of cool topics and apis but yeah
2: yeah, yeah i think indeed. it's very nice uh especially living in you know like especially here i think in in denmark and scandinavia and stuff like iPhones are by far the most used uh phone brand or uh device um so safari so is pretty pretty important although usually you don't see a lot of developers using it to actually build stuff or they don't use it themselves that much usually i think um but yeah in in some countries like ours it's a it's pretty much the main browser, I would assume, in a lot of cases. Uh, for mobile at least. So
0: that's a good point, yeah. I think. Any anything from, from your side at the pond, Kevin?
2: Uh I don't have that much like uh, prepared, so to speak, but there was uh, there's been some View news uh since there was yeah, the View right. Amsterdam, I guess it was. Uh or, or some View conference, not that long ago. Um or a couple months ago, maybe now, but um, so if you don't mind some few specific stuff, <laughs> um, they uh they have view 2.7, I think it is in beta now, um, which is going to be the last uh view 2 version, um, so view 2 will have an estimated end of life, I think, end next year, so it's still a while to go, uh, so the view 2.7 will have like uh one and a half year or so of, of, uh, support. Um, and I think they made Vue three, not that long ago, they made Vue three also kind of the default, uh, version now. Um, so that's pretty cool. And, and the 2.7 release is basically focused on bringing a lot of niceness from Vue three into view two, uh, just to have people like start using this stuff and, and make probably making upgrading a bit easier. Because uh, the only reason you would not use Vue 3 at this point is just the overhead of upgrading if you have an existing uh, project running in Vue 2. Because there's no no reason on a new project anymore, pretty much, to use Vue 2. Um, so, yeah, they're they're bringing in, like, the composition API as the big one, I think, uh, directly into Vue 2. Now you kind of need, like, a, an extra an extra package to make that work uh, and, and things like that. So it's pretty cool to um, going full on on Vue 3. And uh, together with that, there's also Nuxt 3, which is funny enough, sometimes more talked about than actual Vue. <laughs> uh, it's very, very widely used by a lot of people. Um, and they're also, I think they're expected to ship their first full stable release this summer so they're also working hard on it um, and some key things there are that they just like view three they have completely rewritten it in typescript um and they you can now also use Vite. Uh, i think nux 2 is still webpack 4 i think they use now um so for next three you can also use Vite or webpack five um and yeah, just like Vue 3 as well, they managed to get their uh, whole bundle size down drastically. I think a Hello World app is now like one-third the size. That's pretty, pretty uh, substantial. That it was in nux 2, so pretty cool. And hmm. um, yeah, so they're also working hard. It's looking good in Vue land, I think. Uh, it's been a while since I actually worked with it, but uh, they're doing some cool stuff. Um, and then something I just wanted to mention on the side as well, since uh, we talked about Storybook a couple of times, and, and we, we we are using it uh, in our job in a lot of projects as well. Um, and uh, one of the big community guys, uh, I can't pronounce his name again, or I should be able to because ah, it's yes, French. Yes, but I, know, yeah. I think he's called uh, Guillaume Chau or something like that. Uh, yeah. Yes. The guy behind a lot of, of view related things. Uh, he just came out with another French word, just like feed is actually. Uh, he made a storybook alternative called Histoire, <laughs> uh, which means story in French. Um, so it's, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's his take on a storybook alternative, which is uh, powered by feed uh, and mainly targeted towards view, but I think uh, I read you can also use uh, Svelte or React or whatever, um, so that's pretty cool. And it, uh, yeah, it's marketed as like some kind of almost zero config kind <laughs> of uh, storybook or histoire <laughs> setup, story setup, yeah. I'll call it, <laughs> uh, which which bases a lot of things out of your feet of config. Um, I had a quick look at it, and it looks, uh, yeah, looks pretty cool. Um, so maybe something that'll, uh, be a good alternative if you're looking for one, um, maybe, maybe in a view project, it would make a lot of sense. Um, not sure mm-hmm. if for react at this point, it would make a lot of sense, uh, to not use storybook, which is mainly targeted towards react. So, but mm-hmm. Yeah, I,
1: I, I think it's uh, it's really nice with some competition because I think Storybook is pretty much the the best or the maybe the only one uh, at this point. Uh, now we now we have two, uh, maybe there are other ones as well, but uh, Storybook is is probably or is definitely the most known one and most popular. Uh, so I think it's it's nice with some competition uh, that will keep everyone on the toes and um, yeah. I, I also had a look at this one uh, it looks uh, looks nice um, I know that Starbuck also has beat uh, support uh, so uh, but, but but yeah maybe it's because of its maybe it, it seems like it's too heavy or too uh, or overwhelming maybe uh, that, that people wanna try a, a zero config uh, solution so but but yeah I think it's uh, it's nice. Um, maybe Storybook will have a zero config uh, answer at some point as well, or something. Even though I must say it, it's it is uh, it's not a lot of configuration you have to do. Uh, it's pretty uh, CLI based, so. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, it, I was really gonna, nice I sometimes. was gonna add
0: that. I actually, yeah, I, I, I think so. I saw the post on Twitter where he talked about it. Um, but I haven't looked into it at all. Uh, I agree, uh, competition is always good. I think it's it's a hard space, right? Because Storybook is so big right now. There's like a very huge community around it. So there's all the plugins and all the integrations and stuff like that. Um, I think it's a very hard job they're trying to deal with. I, th- I th- and it's hard, right? You wanna you wanna have something like Storybook and you wanna use it for your React project or you view project or your angular project or whatever other framework you have right and and i think i think that's what hit storybook a while back right was the you know we, we want to support everything um so the api over a couple of versions changed a lot because they were sort of accommodating all the things and, and stuff like that and then there was the whole webpack 5 update and and, and all that behind it um and then i don't know i i I tend to be a little skeptical on zero config things because while they are so cool and it's very easy to get started, but if if you ever need to do anything, like to edit, edit something or, or change the configuration or stuff like that, um, because it's so magical, it, at least, a- again, I don't know how their API is built, of course, but, but with what we've seen before is that it tends to get very, very, very hard to do configurations in a setup that is meant to hide all of it away. Um and, and maybe documentation isn't there uh, either. But but that's at least I've I've seen that on on Twitter as well. Um, and in my sort of between people I talk to as well is like you know yeah you know zero config is cool and and it's very very cool when when it, everything works. But when it doesn't work, zero config is not cool because uh, everything is hidden away, right? And you got to dig that out to to really get into it. Um, so there's that too, but yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, 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 I'm. I think it's pretty cool, and yeah. and and again, kudos for to people building these projects. Is they're very advanced and 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 usually brings uh, communities together. So so I'm all for it. um I just, I maybe I'm just getting older, right? But the skepticism is there. <laughs> it's like, is it really, you know? But yeah, yeah. Let's let's see, right? Yeah, it's <laughs> I haven't used startbook for a while either, just because of the, with stuff I work with. So there's that too. I have dealt with Vite though, and that is fast, um, and I haven't had to configure much in it. I think it's something related to static images with which was pretty pretty easy as well. Basically, just tell it to skip it, and it won't inline stuff. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, awesome. Right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump straight into the next framework then. Um, <laughs> coming from Vue, um, Angular. Uh, Angular had uh, recently one of their, their what do you call it, major uh, version updates. So Angular is now up in version 14. Um, and version 14 is, um, there's not like a, like a huge amount of new things in there as well. But there is a thing that I think developers from other frameworks can get behind. And that is um, standalone components. Like it's not the final bit out there. It's like the first draft of it. So it's like opt-in. Um, but what it means is that you can create and use Angular components without having to bind them to an ng-module. Um, and for those who have worked with Angular, ng-module is this is Angular's way of bundling together you know, pieces of components, directives, services, what have you, like dependencies. Um, very good for libraries, right? Where a library can just expose a module, you import that and you have access to all the components, directives, etc. cetera. Um, but if you're really just adding like a little you know, UI component that doesn't really do much. Um, Then there's a lot of boilerplate when you have to set up the module as well or include it in a module. Um, So they added this um, standalone flag that you can put in the component decorator. So just say standalone, and then you can actually import that component. And the component can import its own dependencies as well, not through an ng-module, but directly in the component as well. So, So that is an API that has been... I think people have been wanting it for a long while now. and they had an an RFC on it and there were some very good community discussions around it. And it's looking really, really solid. Yeah, yeah. Angular being the more enterprisey framework, I guess. So so there is a lot of like it's well written out and it's well detailed what they're doing about it. And I think that's pretty cool. Um so there's that. So that means like yeah, like I think yeah, I think that's most prominent in React Right as well, right? But you just wrote a component and imported that and used it. Now you can actually get to a point where you can do that in Angular as well, um, and you can do like a single file component as well. Like you've always sort of be able to done to do that in in Angular, um, but now it just feels a little more feels easier, right? Uh, so I think it's pretty cool. I've I've looked at it as well. I think I think we haven't had a reason to just you know there's no reason to jump uh, aboard yet, um, um, but but I have tried it out and looked at it, and it's a pretty nice API, uh, and that's another it's. a, it's a funny IDE thing, right? But that's, I'm using um, WebStorm and it actually complains when I'm using the new standalone API because it's like, this component is not part of any, you know, module and stuff like that. I'm actually a little unaware if it's the linter or the IDE. But, anyways, but yeah, it's complaining about it. And uh, it, it, the whole thing compiles fine and stuff like that, right? Because it's supported, but the IDE complains about it. And, and those quickly red lines, I don't like them. Um, <laughs> they stress me out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to ask, because both of you have, you know, you're not primarily working in Angular or anything like that, but have worked with it. Um, what's your take on Angular going in the direction of some of the other frameworks for you know, like components become much more standalone? Uh, like, ng-modules aren't disappearing, but they're just not needed for everything anymore. Like, so you can bootstrap an application directly from a component instead of having all that boilerplate. But it's still there if people want to do it, and it makes sense for library owners and stuff like that as well. So before if you had like uh, I don't know, you
2: had a component mm-hmm. used in a lot of places, like uh, I don't know, tooltip as you said is a good example. Uh, if you need to use that across different modules before you'd have to import it in every module, or would you create like a I don't know, a wrapper module? If you can you even do that? I'm not sure.
0: Um, yeah, you can do it both ways. Like like if, that, if you had an ng-module with only that one component, that's sort of a thing we call a scam in Angular. It's a funny word, but it's like a single component uh, Angular module, um, right? So that just means you created an ng-module only for that one component. Um, and the other way of doing it is like if you had a shared set of UI components, you would have those in like a UI component module and then again, import that everywhere. Yeah, just like you said, yeah. And yeah. now you can okay. just import the components by itself. You don't need all the extra declarations. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I guess it's really nice for like, uh, if you have, I know in your project, you have a lot of like very, not very siloed, but very different like modules uh, taking care of different parts of the app. Um, so I guess it, it's cool for like these generic components you use in multiple places. Is that where you see yourself mostly using it or is there... A reason to kind of completely
0: go away from modules Uh, Um, yeah that's a hard one actually i think for outside developers coming into angular i think it's very cool that the option is well i guess officially from the next version of angular again it's not complete it's sort of opt-in right now right um but it's less mental overhead for new developers coming into angular right because the whole ng module thing and dependency injection compared to the other frameworks is a lot of you know, extra stuff. It's pretty cool what you can do with it once you get into that. But I think it's cool that people aren't forced into it like from the get go. You can start out small and, and build from there. And and again, I've, I think as I said, the, the way I would use them is like the small uh, reusable UI components. Not having them tied to you know like all that extra module code all the time is pretty pretty cool. And it's also much clearer when you have a component, you can directly see in the component what that component depends on. Right? You can see what it imports. Um, so, so it's also that you don't have to look around in different places to see. Oh, yeah, I have this module here. Do do I have it imported? Because that's that's some errors I've run into before, right? Because some way further up the chain of you know your your hierarchy of components, like you you forgot to import that module up there, and then it sort of freaks out and stuff like that. there. Yeah. So it's much more apparent now. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: think uh, I think it's it's nice to to skip a level of abstraction if you don't need it. Um but I guess uh so so how how does it work with the do you then just use the component in the in, in some other component template maybe or do you also need to to import it like a add it to a imports uh array or something?
0: Yeah, you still need to import it. Yeah. So if ah, one okay. component uses like another, like the tooltip component, right? Like if you have a list component that uses the tooltip component, the list component has to import the tool zip component uh and correct me if i'm wrong here kevin i think that's how Vue does it too right yes Where like the component defines what it depends on yeah yeah
2: yeah
1: it has a components array or something right or uses or something
0: uh view does yeah
1: yeah 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 so yeah i think it it or at least it did in
2: the option api i don't know if in the composition api these days you can just import it and you use it um not 100%. But uh, I used to, yeah. You needed to import the actual file and then add it to the list of components.
1: But I think that makes uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, also so you 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 really that like you you know what you're using and so all your um, components are all, all your dependencies are in, in one place so to speak. So uh, yeah, I think that's that's a good way of doing it.
0: Yeah. It it feels Feels good. Yeah. And, and then once the, the API is complete, you know, maybe it's actually um, sort of a, a byproduct of that is that um, doing dynamic imports, like dynamically importing and using components in Angular have has been like it's gotten better. They added a new API a while back as well that, that made it simpler. But but, you know, in React and in Vue 2, I guess you could just, you know, like a way to import a component and just go from there and it worked. In Angular, you sort of like the only way to do the lazy loading or the uh, you know like uh, uh, chunk loading was through the Angular Router. Um, so it was very finicky way back, way back. It's gotten a lot easier already, but now with with this, it's much easier because you can just you know like a way to import the component and then put it in template and and it sort of just kicks off from there. Um, and that feels really, really good. I think. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I think I did that. We have like a map. Component that is quite heavy, and we don't need to use it in you know all instances. Maybe, maybe maybe the whatever thing the page we're on doesn't need it, so we're actually lazy loading it in just as a single component, and it works really really great. And it and it was easy to set up as well. Like I, I thought I had to, you know, spend more hours development, like you know trial and error stuff like that. But it just worked out of the box. That was pretty magical. Um, so there's that too, uh, because that's been a pain point for <clears throat> for for a while in Angular as well. I think dynamic imports. Uh, so so now,
1: just so I understand, so now I can actually uh, lazy load components uh, outside of the router. Yeah, yeah. Just so in a component, you can lazy load uh, another component.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nice. Um, really you've you've been able to do that for for a couple of Angular versions now. Like the 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 API that made that easier has been there for a while, but with standalone components, it gets a little easier because like the components dependencies are defined in the component. So it sort of gets easier uh, behind the scenes there at least Uh, because before you still needed, and like if the component had dependencies, you still needed to have have an NG module for that component, right? So it could sort of find out, okay, so this component depends on these, you know, three other components or whatever, Um, stuff like that. So it sort of still needed some extra data, but now that data, uh, the new API will be, you know, with the component itself, doesn't need an NG module. Um, so so that's some added edit, edit stuff in there. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, yeah, another thing that landed in Angular 14 is, is something that we've been waiting for a long time in Angular. And I know this is very Angular specific, but um, Angular has had uh, like a forms library, you know, like for dealing with native HTML forms or just, you know, custom forms in that matter um so they have like two versions where it's like a template driven one and where it's a reactive driven one like much more data data driven um but but common to that has been that it's never been typed you know like typescript typed um so so you you had a lot of magic strings like if you wanted to get like a certain um um value in in the form like if you needed the name input right it's like form.get and then the string name input uh, name, right, uh, to, to to get that one there as well. And and also, like, what data type is this piece? You, you had to sort of know that. So it was a lot more error-prone. Uh, now they actually made a typed form um, library as well. So so you get all that feedback and, and all the niceties that we're used to from working with TypeScript, right? Um, so it's pretty cool they they worked that that up as well. Um, there are A lot of other, I think, libraries around it have tried to do something similar. It's cool that it's there natively now. Or natively, but as part of the core Angular experience. Yeah, I think it's that's always um, nice with the. Yeah, sorry. Uh, oh, I think okay. it's
1: it's always nice with the libraries that try to improve the developer experience uh, with, with small things here and there. Um, so yeah, if it makes your life uh, easier or the the quality of the product better, then that's really great.
0: Yeah, it, it certainly does help when the when the ID uh, tells you like you know where it, there's the autocomplete part of it as well, right? When you're working with types, that is just really really nice. But also sort of getting the feedback error wise that you know can't use this one, this is not part of the form, or whatever. Um, that's also pretty nice. That's that's very nice. So yeah. Um, anything um, anything else that we need to to cover?
1: No, no, no. I have plenty of things, uh, oh. I think. <laughs> no, uh, so I noticed that uh, recently, uh, like coming back to Storybook again, uh, they have now released this uh, showcase page on their website, uh, which is this uh, huge uh, collection of uh storybooks uh around the web uh for like for for a lot of different uh, companies and other, like organizations like uh so so you can actually also go and submit your own storybook if it's uh public, right? So it's uh it's a great place to 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 gather uh, inspiration and to see what are other people doing and what are other people calling things and how they're structuring it and What cool add-ons are people using and so on so i think it's uh it's a cool uh, idea to to showcase the the different public storybooks uh so yeah i think it's nice
0: yeah i forgot about that that was posted yeah that's that's pretty cool and it's very nice to you know have a you know have a singular place where you can go in and seek inspiration because i guess that's what people have been doing i've done it like Looking at I uh, think carbon and and some of the others as well, right? For inspiration, mm. especially naming wise, uh, so that's yeah. pretty cool. Uh,
1: yeah, that is.
2: I think it's cool when you're in a team with uh, UX and design as well, and if they if if you use Storybook and or not even if you don't use it, I guess, but um, they could also maybe use it to get some some inspiration because uh, it's not you know it's actually working working components so. You can be like, oh, I like how this model does this. Yeah. Can we take that? <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. So I, I think it's pretty cool instead of just looking at static UI. Uh, Cause I think some, some components like, yeah, like a modal, and you mentioned tooltips and so on and stuff. It's very much dependent on, on the, not how it looks also, but also how, how, how it functions hmm. um, and animations and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh yeah I, I i do the i do the same pretty regularly for like uh uh for tailwind components because they have this tailwind ui thing which they're still working on a lot uh not to do tailwind updates but they also recently uh
0: he's taking uh, <laughs> over
2: <laughs> uh built like full full page uh uh tailwind examples in, in, tailwind UI. So like landing pages and stuff, uh, which is pretty cool. I think they're using next JS for that. Um, but I, I, do do it regularly as well, cause they have all the, the basic, uh, basic things in there. So if, if I'm using Tailwind, which in a lot of cases I do, uh, and I need like, a, a component, like a, a modal or, a, some navigation or just, yeah, something that's regularly used, um, it's really nice to get some inspiration because they, it looks great, but it's also fully, you know, it's fully accessible and it's like they put a lot of focus on that as well. So it's a very good starting point. And I think this this storybook uh, showcase is also really good. Could be a really good starting point uh, just to see how how did they solve this component. And you can always look at the code, I guess, directly, but uh, you can at least get an idea of, of how it works and, and look at the HTML. Of it, when uh, when you, you want to look at things like accessibility and stuff, and what 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 if they used to mm-hmm. do this and that, and so yeah, yep. very
1: cool. And and you're also right. In, in it's nice for us uh, developers to see like how 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 are other thing how are, how are other people doing it, and get information. But it, but as you mentioned, it's also really great for for UX uh, or design people to see like uh, oh it can actually uh, work like this or like because th- there goes a ton uh, that there's a ton of uh, decisions around uh, for example a modal uh, there's so much going on uh, so many things to to consider uh, even though you, you you would think that it would be a solved problem by now but yeah th- there's so many things that can go wrong and so many edge cases and uh, things things to consider both uh, developer and ux wise so it's always nice to see uh, how people are solving it
2: yeah for sure uh yeah you mentioned the modal like this this whole thing about like should you close the modal when you click outside of it that would be interesting to see how many people actually doing that do you want to force the user to actually make like a selection or click the close or do you want to make it easier to to close by pretty much clicking anywhere. And I think those things are pretty would be pretty interesting to see if how most of these bigger or, or bigger comp or, or the you know the, the big storybook setups how they solve these these things.
1: Yeah, indeed. Uh my recent take on, on the on that uh, specific thing is that like it, it, it pretty much depends on the on the content. Because it's if if it's something that you need to read and to accept then you can just click outside uh, then you actually need to to make a choice right uh, so but, like cookie pop yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry like cookie pop ups. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> exactly oh yeah yes.
1: term terms of use or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so it's it i think it, it sometimes it, it definitely depends on the content that's inside um so but yeah that's a whole other story
0: it's an interesting topic, but yeah, you're right. I, I, I was going to sort of add as well, Miguel, just like you said that it really depends on the, on the content and the context as well. Um, like, like how is this, is this just a dismissible thing? Because then to me, it's fair enough that you just close it. Um, but if there's any actions needed to be taken, then maybe point the users towards those and not accidentally accidentally close <laughs> whatever they were looking at. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I, I like the, um, like the take on it as well, that, that even though we're talking storybook and, and these, that it's not just for us, it's just as much for designers and UX people as well, right? Um, um I, th- I think sometimes at least, and that's just my point of view, right? But designers having a look at some examples made, you know, web wise, like when it's actually in there in HTML and, and has some JavaScript added, uh, depending on the components, you know, like how do they interact? Like how do animations actually look when it's there? compared to maybe the tools they're using. I know it's we've gotten to a place where it's much closer to each other, but, you know, just a year back or two, right? It wasn't like that. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, the better collaboration we can get and the better understanding of each field, I think is, uh, is good when we're uh, closing in that gap. Yeah, indeed.
1: Um, I had just one more thing I want to mention. Uh, and then I think we need to to wrap it up. But uh uh, I have recently been trying out uh, Astro. Uh, oh. I think I, I mentioned it around New Year's, uh, our, our New Year episode, that I wanted to try uh, Astro. Uh, and I, I, I actually got an opportunity to try it in a, in a, in a side hustle or side uh, project. Uh, so uh, that's that has been really fun. Uh, I have only been starting, uh, so it's still new uh for me but i really like it so far so uh, i can recommend uh, checking it out it's uh, really really cool and you can you can use whatever uh like framework you want like uh, you can use your view or react components or also so so it, it you can just import that
2: uh, could you quickly and, repeat yeah. what it did in a nutshell because I uh yeah, I remember so, looking
0: at it but
1: I of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm the right person to do that um uh, but let me just uh open up their website uh so it's like uh, it says on the website uh build website oh, build fast websites faster astro is a new kind of static site builder for the modern web powerful developer experience meet, meets uh, lightweight output um so it's, uh, what I like it about it is that it's pretty much, uh, it, it has this, um, I don't know if you've seen this uh, article uh, like a while back or a long while back with uh, this island's uh, architecture where uh, instead of having the whole page uh, powered by uh, some JavaScript framework, then you have only uh, different islands on the page uh, actually um, powered by JavaScript, uh, which is pretty much also the web component uh, architecture, right? But, uh, but in this way, it's, it's, it's following this um, and it's doing it really, really well. Uh, so it's like it has this uh, partial hydration. Uh, so it means that you can, if you, for example, have a component uh, that you know will be in the bottom of the page or maybe in the middle, like uh, you have to scroll to see it, then you can actually tell Astro that it needs to only load it when it comes into the view. Uh, so it's really performance focused and HTML focused. Uh, so you can tell it that uh, this component should only be loaded and al- also only be rendered and like executed uh, once you getting uh, like when it gets into view. And it also has some, some other, uh, like, I don't know if they call them events or hooks, uh, but it's, it's pretty cool, uh, that you can actually decide, uh, when to load the component. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it, it has a really strong, uh, default, um, that is uh, very f- performance focused, which I really like. Um, uh, so, so far I, I really like it. Um, so, but but it is m- mainly for like static uh, sites, uh, but with a really, with a really great uh, developer experience um, and support for multiple frameworks.
0: That's pretty cool. Uh, I, I think the multiple framework support thing really. I think that's a very good selling point, right? Because it mm-hmm. makes it easier for people coming from these frameworks to just go in and you know, use whatever they're comfortable with. I think that's 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 very good.
1: It says on the homepage that it supports uh, React, Svelte, Vue, Solid, Preact, Alpine, Lit, and Manila. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. So that's uh, a lot of uh, good stuff. Um, not sure about Ankle, actually. Maybe
0: that will come. Or maybe it always And if it works. doesn't, it's fine. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, it is hard to support everything. Yeah. <laughs> It really but is maybe with the
1: standalone flag it it will be supported maybe, who knows
0: oh yeah, yeah maybe, I, I don't actually know what that means for the outside world, but yeah, maybe maybe it makes it easier um, yeah, it's funny how whatever you know, whatever, but what you just went through sounds a lot like quick you know, from Builder.io mm. the, the other one right there, sort of the same where, where it's like don't load whatever interactivity you have for this component unless it's actually there on the screen or whenever you click things or stuff like that, it's like much more controlled uh, yeah. that sort of thing is sort of the same it's pretty cool i, I like these sort of things out there um yeah. yeah and the whole island architecture as well yeah yeah awesome
1: also uh, also i've been heard of uh, i've been hearing a lot about uh, remix uh, lately also uh yeah I'm, I'm also quite uh, intrigued about um i and i also heard that because as far as i know i might be wrong but as far as i know it's only uh, React that is supported right now. Uh, you have to write React uh, in it for it to work. Uh, but I think, uh, I, I heard that they're working on a Vue uh, version as well, of Vue support. So I think that's pretty cool as well. Um, so yeah, I, I like this way of uh, like HTML first uh, approach, uh, and then lazy loading uh, stuff in as needed. yeah Um, yeah.
0: it's like apart from the lazy loading it's like we've gone full circle right static html with some jQuery and stuff like in it like back then right i I know it's not exactly the same but it is sort of going back to the roots of it right just with newer technologies and better ways of doing some of the things but yeah yeah Uh, and i'm not saying that's a bad thing it's just funny yeah
1: i've also heard people saying this and, and like it feels like a Pendulum thing that we are going back to to basics, but but still it's it's not it's not the same. Uh, we have learned a lot, and uh, it, it's it's not the same as we did uh, back in the days. Um, it's it's a lot uh, more uh, nuanced uh, picture. Uh, so, but 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 you can definitely get the feeling of like going back to server side. Um, so yeah, but I think it's just basically uh, performance focus that has uh, changed things up. So, uh, yeah, it's nice. Awesome.
0: Awesome. I think, I think that's pretty much what we had for today, Um, but we covered a lot of good things and then we'll have to see if Safari becomes a recurring segment. (laughs) We'll take that from there. Um, Anyways, I think that's it for us.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the CodeFlittles podcast. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends or add a review in your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on Twitter at CodeSplitters or on our website, CodeSplittersPodcast.com. Until next time, take care.